Podcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to... I, I don't know this song, but it's wonderful. <laughs> I, I, my musical taste is that of a 90-year-old woman. Now, what's this fella singing about? I like it. You know, it's catchy. Ooh. Yeah. Woo. Run the jewels, boo. Yeah. Run the jewels. It's Killer Mike. Killer Mike. And ALP. I like him. I like him a lot. Yes. That speech was quite beautiful. It's a great speech. Whew. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are, 2020, baby. Wow. How wow. crazy. How crazy. What's going on in the world? Um. Yeah. I mean, the world's burning down. <laughs> How you doing, boo? I don't know. I mean, I'm okay. It's just, uh, it's surreal. It does. It feels like, I mean, I was raised in a Starbucks serving church, which means it was a mega church. And they actually had a Starbucks in yeah, the church? Well, it wasn't, you know what? It was a Starbucks. Maybe that's why I love Starbucks. Anyway, here's the thing. <laughs> they would talk about rapture all the time and how like, Horses or something are going to come down. And like, yeah. Yeah, and like everything's going to go to fire and flames and I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying the rapture's happening, but you know what? It seems like it. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> as if this global pandemic wasn't enough. Yeah. Hold my beer. <laughs> it's awful. I want to cry. Every second. Um, oh, I just, where do we even begin? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I almost, I almost feel weird even doing the podcast this week. I feel weird doing it too, but I think I'm, we're not ignoring anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to s- talk about stuff mm-hmm. and we're going to listen to some voicemails after to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, we don't really know what to do during this, you guys, so please bear with us. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen anything like this. Um, well, we've, we've had stuff like this in our recent history, most, uh, most recently with Ferguson mm-hmm. in Missouri. What was that, about four or five years ago? Yeah. Um, do you remember? How, how old were you in 92? Do you remember the, the L.A. riots of 92? I was nine. Okay. Actually, I was two, you know. I was two or nine. <laughs> doesn't matter, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, I, I remember. kind of remember it in the background mm. and being... That was crazy. Yeah. How old were you? A thousand? I was, uh, <laughs> I was about 15 when that happened. I was in high school, right, when all that went down. And you were in the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were riots... I don't remember this... Uh, 
were they in multiple cities like it is now? That's a good question. I I do remember. I mean, obviously, it started in L.A. Um, talked about the '92 riots of L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, sparked by the acquittal of the dipshits that beat the hell out of Rodney King. Yeah. Um, I do remember there was some stuff going down in Atlanta. Okay. There, that I don't makes remember sense. how severe, uh, but I do remember like oh, it, because that was like my first introduction to like. Oh, this thing spreads. This thing has a wide net. Just because it happened in LA doesn't mean the only riots or protests are happening in LA. Yeah, I remember thinking like, well, why are they why are they rioting in Atlanta when it happened in LA? It's like, well, yeah, it's it, it's it's the movement. It's it's what yeah. it's what that injustice represents nationally and globally, and was, uh, and that's what we're seeing now. I mean, every major American city has got. Some protests over going 30, on. Over yeah. 30 cities, and that's still rising, I think. And, and also I, London. Yeah, in London. London. It's just started. And um, I'm a bit tense today because as we record this, it's uh, Sunday, what's today? May 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about 1 p.m. local time, and about two hours from now, we are scheduled to have a protest in uh, our city, Long Beach. Yeah. About and a mile. Well, it starts when? It starts, starts at 3 o'clock. Okay. Local time. And the, uh, the meetup place is literally one mile from us on our exact same street. So this is good and bad. I think it's good because I think mm-hmm. it will be. I'm putting out positive vibes that it will be a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to a peaceful protest. I have... Uh, long and a half, so I can't because mm-hmm. there is still a pandemic, yeah. which is insane. And I, I it, it, I'm just so scared for the re is it surgeons? Is that the right word? Resurgence, yeah. Of this whole thing because everyone out there fighting, you know, protesting and doing their civil duty and being awesome, uh, you know, and with <laughs> George Floyd stuff, uh. I'm not talking about the looting and the mm-hmm. violence at all. Um, but, yeah. Which, that's a whole other can of worms we'll get into in a moment. Yeah, yeah. but I <laughs> I just, it's so hard because, yes, you want to have your voice be heard, but we've never had a pandemic like this. And, you know, it's scary because we're all being, we're watching this, of course, as a nation and as a world, and there's still a deadly yeah. virus out there. Yeah. Which is scary. So it's double scary in every way. I'll say this, like, I'd rather see people defy the um, the orders in place to protect us against this virus and this pandemic. Uh, people are, are bending the rules and reopening and... Um, uh, re- Just started reopening, yeah, at least in California. Reassimilating to uh, some bit of normalcy. I'd rather see them do that uh, in the context of a peaceful protest than go into a water park or whatever they've been doing oh, anyway. Go shit, into the mall. Yeah, the water like if you're gonna, park footage. If you're going to bend a little bit, yeah, okay, what better reason or opportunity to do so uh, with all this uprising of the George Floyd stuff as opposed to just, yeah. I want to go to Chili's. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. Chili's does sound so good, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, them chips and salsa. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not. La- I'm laughing because mm-hmm. I joke to cope because this is so dark and sad, and I, I, I don't know. It's 
it's. <sighs> and by the way, my uh, going back to my what? How did I phrase it? I'm I'm a little tense or I'm a little concerned. Uh, I am all for the movement. Of course, I am all for of the peaceful course. protest, and I. I'm not going to judge people. Uh, okay, I'm not going to judge black people who uh, may get aggressive and may or may not loot and may or may not uh, fight back. It's the dumbass white people that are being opportunistic that are taking place in the in the looting and stuff. My point is, yeah. I'm tense just because. I mean, this thing's it's a mile away from us. Uh, it, these things have been so unpredictable. And I'm going to be out on the stoop. Just, hey, I'm in, in solidarity. Yeah. Hey, I support you guys. Uh, but please don't set my apartment building on fire. That's what I'm worried about is destruction of. Yeah. No, I am too. <laughs> I'm worried about the inconvenience of my own life. No, uh, but I am. Like, I, I don't. Uh, no, you're being I honest. mean, the rioting and the looting, it's so sad. Like, I, I get it. I totally get it. I get why black folks or oppressed folks uh, are, are full of rage and are, are fighting back. Uh, I do think it's heartbreaking when I see these mom and pop businesses yeah. getting burned to the ground and looted. Like, yeah, loot Target, loot corporations. Nordstrom, sure. But man, these mom and pops that, I mean, I haven't talked about this on the show, but you know, like... A thing that's been going on in my life for the last couple of years is I've had a legitimate daydream and a legitimate fantasy and daydream that maybe one day might become a reality of uh, seriously considering, hey, I think I might want to open a record store. You would be so good at that. That's been... It would be fun. I I haven't taken any action, like serious action, as far as like getting my finances together and my business model and my business plan. But like that that is a thing I would like to do. Sooner than later. I, mm-hmm. I, I seriously think within the next five years, I would like to try to figure out how to do that. And um, just these these small business owners that pour their life and their blood and their sweat and their tears into opening. A, they talk about the American dream, you know, yeah. regardless of how you feel about capitalism or whatever. It's like, you no, know, the opportunity to be my own boss and to have my own store and to answer to no one. And, and and just to see that shit get burned to the ground is heartbreaking. Well, and I saw on CNN, sorry to brag, guys, I'm watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> I should be watching the news all the time. I don't. Um, anyway, I saw that this guy in Minneapolis had a bar. It was his dream. He was just opening it. He put his life savings into it. And then but the pandemic happened, so he had to shut shut it down. Then they he um, quit his insurance he, he because of the pandemic. He mm-hmm. wanted to save money, and then this happened oh. and burned the place to the ground. No so uh, looting is uh, it's awful. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I'm not judging. I'm I, not uh, I get. I'll judge the stupid white people that are uh, jumping on the bandwagon, but. I mean, and it's not our place to sit here and try to articulate, but um, I get it. You know, all the years of oppression. What, what, there's a quote that's been going around that uh, uh, MLK said, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know it uh, exactly off the top of my head, but something like uh, rioting or looting is uh, the language of the unheard. Mm. This is the only way. Yeah. You know, and of course, all the, you know, normally I don't really uh, put too much weight into memes. But there's been so many good memes, so many good points made. Uh, you had a, you know, people, why can't they just be peaceful? Well, 
They tr- Colin Kaepernick tried to be peaceful. That's you, true. You crucified oh, that, him. Yeah, that means. You know, all these other forms of uh, peaceful protest. Oh, what a piece of shit. You know, so you, that didn't work. You know, so what else do we have to do? But, uh, but you know, listen to that Killer Mike speech. I mean, he, he made a great point. Like, you know, it, it's not going to do you any good to burn down your own community. He's no. talking about in Atlanta, there's over 50 businesses or 50 restaurants owned by black women. Oh, over 50 awesome. restaurants in Atlanta owned by black women. Like, I understand your rage. Let's try to filter it somewhere else. Don't burn down these businesses. Don't don't burn down your own community. And I, and then, again, this is not a white guy saying, "Don't why are they rioting and looting?" No, I'm just saying mm-hmm. I totally get that rage and that anger, but um, maybe be a little more selective with it. I think that rage and anger is something that we're seeing, but uh, I mean, I saw you know, so many people explain like this is our daily life. This is how we we're judged every single day and and our voices need to be heard. And it reminds me of okay, when I heard once in like a self-defense something, I forget, but if you're um accosted or attacked, you have to say fire. You mm-hmm. don't say help. Yeah. Because if you say help, no one's going to fucking, everyone's going to run because they <clears throat> sense danger. And if you say fire, people will run <clears throat> and help you. So I think in a way, it's like, it's like here, our voices are finally being heard. Mm-hmm. It's fire. Yeah. It's, it's the action of fire, of not just yeah. actually fire. But you didn't like, listen to help. Maybe yeah, you'll listen to fire. You're, we've been saying help forever. And now it's fire time. And... And also they, you know, the peaceful protesters are not getting a lot of press Mm -hmm. because of the amount of violence and looting that is Mm -hmm. happening. But that's all we're seeing. We just keep seeing the the same footage. Yeah, That's why, I mean, it's it's more convenient to just sit and turn on the news. And we've definitely been doing that. But I've been watching. I just get on Twitter and just look at all the video because that's some unfiltered, you know, unedited news as far as. People just out there in it with their phones. And the violence that is being hidden on the news, like the the police are doing, is Mm -hmm. insane. Um, insane. They just... I was even noticing last night when we were watching with our mouths open and just upset uh, that... I just, I'm so sorry. I lost my thought. Shit. It's all right. We were watching last night. And we were they, watching last night. We were watching the local feed uh, yes, and of everything that was going on in Los Angeles. Yeah. And so everything in Los Angeles, and they were looting a Nordstrom inside the Grove. Uh-huh. And I we had seen the first when it was live. The Grove is a very affluent shopping area yeah. in, uh, I guess, western Middle Los LA. Angeles. Yeah. Uh, Mid-Wilshire of LA, I think. That Miracle Mile area. But yeah, it's like a fancy schmancy outdoor mall. Mm-hmm. And they, what I noticed is when we saw it live, yes, they were looting. But then the whole uh, time in the next hour or two, they just kept replaying the same footage. Yeah. And that made me be like, wait, what? where else? Mm-hmm. Like, show us other stuff. But they couldn't mm-hmm. because what if the other stuff was police beating the shit out of mm-hmm. women or, mm-hmm. or whoever. Yeah. And again, I'm not uh, smart enough or well-read enough to, uh, to relay some of this stuff that I've seen and heard. But uh, another great, I'm not even going to say quote because I can't do it justice, but uh, theory or concept is uh, 
basically don't judge the reaction harsher than the initial. Exactly. You know, I yes. know people are upset about rioting and looting. Okay, how about we be more upset over George Floyd's death and all the thousands of other unjustly killed black people in this nation's history? So, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah look we, at we, the big picture. We, we Step kn- back. We know that they're rioting and looting or whatever, however you want to call it, okay? But don't, don't get more upset over that than the initial spark that created all this, which was the absolute murder. Of a black man. And I said yep. this on the Boogie Monster. And watching it on, I mean, insane. This is, without a doubt, the worst police brutality I have ever seen. <clears throat> In that, there is absolutely no way that you can articulate what the officers did was justified. In other cases, and mm. I'm not defending any of the other cases, but in, the, in most police brutality cases or police deaths, there's a gun involved. And a lot of it is just textbook egregious murder, and some of it is gray area. Oh, shit, I thought he had a gun, but it wound up being a cell phone, or I, he shot it. I thought he was about to shoot at me. No, no, no. This guy was unarmed, in handcuffs, face down, mm-hmm. with three grown men on top of him and another one sitting there staring at him. And saying, can I, can't I can't breathe. breathe. I can't breathe. He was zero threat. At that point, that man is zero threat to any of those officers. And you fucking sat on his neck for nine minutes until he died. Fuck all the way off. There's no way in a million years you can spin this that this was justified. So it's, it's the most vile, disgusting you... display of police brutality I have ever seen. So, yeah, people are pissed. And I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm not going to just regurgitate shit I've already said on the Boogie Monster. But like I said uh, on the Boogie Monster, and by the way, I don't even know if that's came out yet, but Cal asked me how I'm feeling about it, and I said, I'm pissed. I'm furious, and I'm a white guy who's experienced almost no prejudice or racism. Yeah. And I'm pissed. Imagine what your average American black person must be dealing with right now. I mean, imagine. No shit that they're angry. I mean, I'm furious about this. And I've lived a privileged, pretty cushy life and have experienced no, no racial hardships against me. So imagine what they must be feeling like. Yeah. And again, I, I'm so, I'm so uh, hyper-conscious of they. Imagine what they must be. I know you're not supposed to. No, I understand. But no, but we're... Whoever that may be, the, the, the group of oppressed people, imagine what that group must be feeling like. And also, unfortunately, I've learned, um, as I'm just trying to catch up, like trying to educate myself and not be completely oblivious. I've also learned that like there is the other side of it too, where people feel like, yeah, this is, this is just a Sunday. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. The people are completely unaffected. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're so used to this awful injustice. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, shit happens. Yeah. And I know the world may not need two white people. Uh, on a podcast, yeah, trying to decipher what's going on, but I'm trying. We're I'm try- here, you know. This donating, is our life. I'm trying to learn. And what can people do? I, at the, I don't know what people can do. There, there are things that you can do, but I'm saying at the very least, step one, step one is acknowledge and maybe <laughs> yeah. empathize. Maybe put yourself in someone else's shoes for a change. That's the problem I have with a lot of the uh, 
And I'm not going to paint the whole group with one brush, but a lot of uh, where I come from, there's a lot of conservative Christians. Mm -hmm. And conservative, Southern conservative Christians uh, are very good at passing judgment. Oh, very good. Well, I wouldn't act that way. Well, your circumstances may be different than those people's circumstances. At the very least, you got to try to empathize and put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah. Well, I think also it is the media coverage, and I know that if you get shown the same looting coverage mm-hmm. all the time, just on repeat, what's going on is you're being manipulated, mm-hmm. and you're actually starting to see a side that is about 1% of this whole thing. You know, this is, I don't know, what, I don't know anything about it. Uh, with specifics, guys, and but I, I'm assuming it is a little portion of people that are looting and taking advantage of the situation, and everyone else is fighting in a wonderful, peaceful way. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I mean, I, and then there's plants. You were telling me that. Yeah, um, I don't know how much hard and fast evidence we have, but there's definitely some speculation that, um, for example, the dude in Minneapolis, who was smashing the windows of the auto zone, which is one of the first acts of uh, property damage that kind of sparked a lot of the, uh, of the, um, of the rage. And, and I don't want to say violence. You can't be violent against property. Uh, that's another thing. People talk, oh, the protests have turned violent. <laughs> yeah, just because they set a building on fire doesn't that. You can be violent yeah. towards people. I don't think you can technically be violent towards property. But anyway, the guy that had a hammer and uh, was smashing windows of the auto zone and spray paint and stupid shit on it. Uh, they believe that he's a St. Paul, Minneapolis uh, police officer. Well, that's was, happening a lot. That is I, happening a lot. Yeah. In LA, a friend of mine on her Instagram story, she went and protested and she saw, um, I mean, she said they were Nazis coming out and just lighting stuff on fire. I'm not, I just think that is. <sighs> I mean, it's devastating. And it's I know, devastating. I know we try not to be political on here, um, and I don't know how uh, other. I don't know how else I can make this statement, but fuck Donald Trump a thousand mm-hmm. times over again. Fuck him, motherfucker. Used he awful, quoted awful. he quoted George Wallace. George Wallace was the longtime governor of Alabama, who was the number one vocal opponent of segregation. God. Or opponent of integration, rather. He was, he was a proponent of segregation. George Wallace was a vile, racist, evil piece of shit. Didn't want black people and white people going to school together. He was the number one vocal opponent of integration, proponent of segregation. And he, he quoted, uh, he used to say, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And, and then dipshit fuckface president of ours tweeted that out the other day. You're, you're quoting George Wallace? When the looting starts, the shooting starts. However you want to spin that, that is a direct threat to your own citizens. That's a threat. He's threatening his own citizens oh over property damage. And the dogs. If you start looting, we're going to start shooting. Yeah, and the dogs. Oh, oh my if, God. Yeah, if you, if you breach I, the security at the White House, you'll be met with the, the most vicious dog. Like, what a vile piece of shit. He's a, I mean, I don't. And I'm sorry, he, if we, I'm sorry if we lose listeners. I'm sorry if that turns you off. No, it's... You'll get over it. And, and hey, we appreciate you up to this point. Yeah, thank if, you. If you've got to cut bait on the Stonebergs, that's fine. But, man, fuck him. And fuck people who blindly support him. 
I get, and I've said this before, I get if you voted for him, okay? I didn't like Hillary Clinton that much either, and I sure as fuck don't like Joe Biden. I'm not going to persecute somebody for voting. Well, Clinton's policies would have probably got my farm shut down. You know, and regardless of what an obnoxious turd Trump is, I, I, maybe his policies are going to help my business. I get that. But three and a half years later, after hundreds of examples of terrible leadership and terrible judgment, you're still blindly backing this guy? Just, what? I can't do no wrong. I'm from the South, and people from the South support this fucking idiot, so I guess I will too. Ha ha. Okay. It's not funny. Yeah, good job. It's not funny. And I think... You know, and then people are like, well, what do I do? You know, and here's what I know. I've struggled with depression my whole life. We'll get into that later episodes, guys. But I know that when I get super depressed, I do nothing. I lay in bed and do nothing. That gets you more depressed, Mm -hmm. correct? So same thing can go for this. If you do nothing, it's going to continue. We have to do, do something, read something, donate something. Just, uh, yeah, it's not going to go back to normal. We saw a murder on film, and Mm -hmm. it it shouldn't go back to normal. Your Instagram feeds of your cute sandals are not, you know, I like the sandals, cute, but come on, guys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just... And I know this is supposed to be a comedy podcast, but I just don't feel real funny right now. I know. I mean, this is... <clears throat> this Charlie. is Charlie's Charlie not happy about either. it either. Charlie. What's wrong, buddy? What's Good his problem? Has he got a bone he can gnaw on? Well, I, I gave him a bone, and he's, he's just being real pillish. He's a real pill right now. <laughs> I'm going to look for another bone. Um, anyway, I hope you guys listening are doing well. I hope if... Uh, any of the uh, protest or the violence against people or the destruction against property has uh, infiltrated your town or your city. I hope you guys have been safe because uh, it's scary to mm-hmm. turn on the news and just see just mobs of people getting pepper sprayed and cops trampling people on their horses. And I mean, some of these compilation videos of the of the violence, and again, I, I understand the, even the concept of a compilation. You're just taking little bits and putting them together, but even little bits and pieces of violence here and there still is too much. Just seeing some of the bullshit that these cops are just so aggressive. Well, you see the rage on the other side as well, and it's awful and and terrifying because you just are watching innocent people get. I mean, tear gas, and also the reporters are out there as well. Reporters are getting shot with <laughs> They're getting shot. rubber bullets and this, stuff. We saw somebody, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of this. There was like an older reporter. I feel like they have their B teams on. They're just like, go ahead. We're, we have to stay here in that the office. That one guy last night. <laughs> This guy in the L.A., I forgot what, what channel it was. The, CNN. I no, it was know. a local L.A. Oh, it was? Yeah, okay. We were watching last night. The local L.A. feed. Uh, they had this one reporter, some dude, and, like, he was just on the – they did whatever we were watching last night, there was no commercials. I don't know if you noticed. So oh, okay. I, I think we had some weird feed. weird feed that was on YouTube. Um, 
But that poor dude, he was on the air for like an hour and a half (laughs) with no commercial breaks, no kicking it back to the anchor back at the studio, no kicking it to the other field reporter. Like just, hey, fill 90 minutes. And he's just walking around mid-Wilshire. Oh, you made me laugh so hard with the, that police shoe is untied. (laughs) and uh, Just like really straining to uh, provide content. But. And there was another reporter that was literally retiring tomorrow. I think he was 74, mm-hmm. and he got hit with tear gas. Oh, yeah. I saw and that. they just kept filming Yeah, him, like, like crying. Cut to another thing. <laughs> Don't just sit here and film this guy choking. Uh, but you know what? In other news, guys, at least the astronauts are still around. What is your beef for oh. the astronauts? You hate, you hate the space program. You okay, NASA, astronauts. we get it. Okay. This wasn't NASA, by the way. Whatever. This is Elon it, Musk. Yeah. Ugh. SpaceX. Hi, my name is Astronauts. We're still valid. Oh, we're two of us are going to Neptune. Like, no one cares. No one cares. We don't need you to be relevant. It's cool that we went to the moon. Did we? I don't know. <laughs> because the astronauts are still... Stupid. And you know what? I'm sorry for losing our astronaut audience. Hey, congratulations, one percent of people. Like we get it. You went to school, and now I see on the news just floating around. Who cares? We get it. You float. What a weird thing to be upset I about. I hate that. And Paul Simon. Enough. What's wrong with Paul, Paul Simon? Paul Simon's just around as well. Him and the astronauts. And you know that that originally that beef wasn't with Paul Simon; <laughs> oh, it was Paul was McCartney. It? Whatever, same. <laughs> All the same. <laughs> I'm just All angry. these old white musicians. All right, Ugh. that's my rant on astronauts. All right, let's try to pivot let's here. Do, let's okay. try to shift gears. Let's get into some voicemails. I let's know try to help some people. No one wants to just hear me complain for an hour. It's fun. It's festive. How are you, you doing, Boo? Outside of the context of everything we've already talked about. Okay, well, Every I'm going to share. Um, How you doing? I'd like to share my bike journey okay. um, <laughs> real quick. I got a bike. Yes. And it's even awesome. It's called Virtue. I don't know. It's probably like a brand that I don't, uh, whatever. Anyway, I'm learning the bike culture. Mm-hmm. I have a basket. I have a bell. I have a helmet. You said I can't ride with headphones, so I'm not. Well, I didn't um, say. Don't make it sound. Oh, sorry. Like you told I, me. I suggested. <laughs> You're a grown woman. You do what you want. I, I, yeah, don't, I don't dictate your behavior. I'm Help simply me, suggesting. Fire! Fire! <laughs> I was suggesting that you, uh, already being not the most graceful person and oh, already Lord. not having a lot of bike experience, that maybe uh, keep the earbuds out and let's use all our senses when we're out there. I got to tell you, you're right. And also, when I, when I stand up on my saddle, that's what they call seats in the bike world. Is it? I didn't know that. I'm not sure. But it'd be cool. I think did I'll start that. Did you just make that up yeah, or did, did you hear that? I think, well, I don't know. I heard it somewhere because it's in my mind. I would never mm-hmm. say that. Anyway, guys, ADD. Yeah, I would never just make up something that, <laughs> <laughs> that I just created in my mind. Yeah, no. Um, but when you stand up mm-hmm. and, and do the, the biking, mm-hmm. whoo, I the, almost the fell. Yeah, the pedaling. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. I almost, it's hard to, with the balance. Yeah. Balance is hard. I have a helmet, though. I think I'm going to wear my knee pads just in case Uh people look at me like I'm, you know, a bit special, but Uh that's okay. Well, you are special. I am. You're special to me. Yeah. Aww. You're so cute. (laughs) Yeah. So, guys, I'm on my bike journey. I'm really trying. Uh, The only thing I'm a little annoyed about is on my phone, which is what I count my steps on, uh, it doesn't 
translate to cycling. Yeah, you've been really frustrated with that. I'm like, I must have done like 3,000 miles, and it was like two. Well, I think it does translate. I think think what you're saying is, in, in reality, you may have pedaled five or six miles, but then your pedometer, pedometer... Whatever the pedal meter <laughs> keeps saying whatever. that keeps track of creeps. Um, it's it'll say like two or three. So I think what it's doing is it's it's taking your your bike distance and bike effort and translating it to steps, which is great. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it makes me feel badly. Yeah. Um. Today though, I gotta say I found my dream home. I saw it from mm-hmm. multiple locations. Oh, you've been talking about this the place. castle. There's a oh. uh, there's a high rise apartment building right on the ocean I want here the in whole Long Beach. Thing. Uh, if people that know the area, it's uh, like Ocean and Alamitos. Yeah, that, I don't know. it's about a thirty floor, thirty story uh, apartment building that the top kind of resembles a castle. It's a castle. Yeah. It's a castle, guys. There's gargoyles at the top. I mean, this place is amazing. Now, I'm not saying I'm share, but if I get to share level, I absolutely am going to buy that whole thing, and we're yeah. going to live in a castle, and Charlie's going to have his own floor, and it's going to be so much fun. I have I created a narrative where I'm thinking about us moving to a castle. Yeah, it's called a happy place, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to my head. Now more than ever, we need those happy places. <laughs> we really do. All right, let's get in some voicemails. Bro. Yeah, you want to answer it. some calls? I do. Let's, I do. Uh, let's, uh, let's try to turn this frown upside down. Yeah. Let's see if we can have fun today. All right, let me see what we got here. Here's one. Okay. Hey guys, catching up on the podcast. Uh, before I ask for advice, I wanted to throw out a few compliments. Uh, I absolutely love this. Katie is every bit as wonderful and hilarious as you've made her out to be on the Boogie Monster. Uh, your relationship is, you know, genuine and supportive and just really energizing. You clearly make a great team partnership. Uh, and then, uh, when I was a youngin, the only way I could find comedy was through Pandora, which had a pretty limited selection and would repeat pretty often. And your bit about the party line was one of my first exposures to comedy as an early teen and is to this day one of my all-time favorite stories and blew my mind when you mentioned it on the Boogie Monster. All right, for advice, uh, I met with a nice young lady on Tinder. She's incredibly interesting. We chat for hours, same sense of humor, all that good stuff. She is also extremely kinky in the same way I am. So we chat that way for hours too. Uh, unfortunately, she lives with somebody with health issues and isn't getting her own place until late June. Uh, obviously, we don't want to put a roommate in danger regardless of the state opening back up. So my question is, how the hell am I going to make it until we actually meet up? Uh, even when I've done long distance in the past, uh, me and my ex would meet up every week or so, and I'm kind of uh, losing my mind over here. All right. All right, dude. Well, thanks for checking Thank in. Thank you. You kinky bastard. Oh, I love it. Kinky. Yeah. I hope it's furries. I hope they're furries, and I want to meet them. And thanks for making me feel old as shit. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment on the bit, but, like, I used to listen to you when I was a young preteen. <laughs> Oh, God. How long have I been doing comedy? <laughs> a long time, but uh, hilarious. Yeah, that bit. Uh, oh, man, I'm trying to think. Oh, shit. Yeah, that bit's 11 years old now, I think. Forgot which album that came out. My first album came out in 09, so 11 years wow. ago. So, Jeez, man. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know which. Uh, that might have been on a later Listen album. to Dave on Pandora, guys. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, listen to me. 
Um, but yeah, thanks for checking in. He didn't say his name, did he? No, uh, I don't think so. All right. Uh, yeah, appreciate the compliment on that bit. That uh, that was that was a true story. Uh, I'll just uh, touch on that real quick. Uh, for those of you who don't know uh, which bit he's referring to, uh, when I was 19, I worked at a uh, AM radio station. I wanted to be a DJ. I went to a broadcasting school. Thought I'd get a job at a big rock and roll station, playing Metallica and ACDC all day. <laughs> Not the case. My first job was at WMLB in Cumming, Georgia. A uh, little bitty AM station. Only went out. Uh, real weak signal. Only went out in the small town that we were in. If you went two towns over, you'd lose the signal. That's how small and weak the signal was. And uh, my first gig was uh, working uh, Monday through Friday. I'd do the morning show, and then uh, we'd play like random music and stuff. But at uh, 10 o'clock, we'd stop playing music, and I would start hosting the party line. And I think I've talked about that on this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah. Because eventually I want to recreate that maybe with some Patreon bonus content. But yeah, Party Line was just old people calling in and wish each other a happy birthday. So I did that for 30 minutes. And then at 1030, we'd switch over to the swap shop, which was uh, most of the little old ladies who would call in on Party Line. Their husbands would call in on swap shop and try to sell car parts and live livestock and canned vegetables and antiques and stuff it was like craigslist on the radio so i love that yeah 19 year old metalhead dave was real stoked about uh, doing that gig but hey you know you got to start somewhere um all right you kinky bastard and he complimented our relationship thank you <laughs> he's a, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to divulge too much info on here okay. uh but I'm, I, I don't think anybody would accuse me of being kinky no i'm, I'm pretty straightforward meat and potatoes and uh I can't even imagine what my ver- my kink would be. Maybe whipping out some barbecue sauce. I was uh, just about like, to say mayonnaise, like Costanza trying to incorporate uh, food into. It. She goes, "I guess we could use some food in our love making." Uh, he's trying to eat a pastrami sandwich while he's getting it on. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, I'm not really kinky either. But I am so <laughs> proud of you guys for being kinky, yeah, and I love that you found you. each other on yeah, Tinder. This zero, is so cool. Zero judgment. I'm not passing judgment. If you are kinky, hey. Uh, as long as it's consensual, uh, do whatever you got to do. So to, roommate, uh, roommate's sick. Mm-hmm. He can't go over and do the boom boom. Um, boom boom. No, not sick. Is wait. Yeah, health issues. Oh, okay, health issues. Yeah, health uh, issues. Her uh, roommate. Her roommate. So I'm he sorry, can't go to her roommate. place. Okay. Uh, hold on, let me. Yeah, it's because the COVID and probably roommate super. Ill. Unfortunately, she lives with somebody with health issues and isn't getting her own place. Uh, he didn't mention, like, I don't know why he can't do it at his place. Maybe he has roommates or he you yeah. know, lives at home. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, trying to get all kinky with, well, your, she can't with go, your new gal. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh-huh. I, I, but I'm assuming because of COVID and everything, mm-hmm. she can't go to his place mm-hmm. because then she might get infected and then bring it to her roommate. True. There you there go. There it is, I think. And then, okay, regardless, anyway. he's he's all horned up and kinky. <laughs> and... <laughs> Can't uh, can't pull the trigger right now, um, dude. I think you just got you know phone sex. Uh, no, he says uh, she's not getting her own place until late June. Oh, she can't just do just ride that wave. Late June is a month away. Man, you know, just build it up. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, she might you know get hurt mm-hmm. due to the build up. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm so removed <laughs> from like modern. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Sexual culture. Uh, what? 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 Would a, what's an average kink anyway? When someone okay, says so I'm kinky, I mean, are we talking? Maybe I get a, like the choking and the tying up. Maybe that. I don't know. That's a kink. Yeah, for sure. Uh, S and M, and then also 
foot foot fetishes are a thing. I don't like, understand that at all. Me either. I, I have, mean, might well, as well have an elbow foot. I've never like feet are ooh. so removed from sexual I, context, in my opinion. I have a little butt one. I like to hit your butt. <laughs> I like to just slap it at different times. Is that a fetish? I don't know. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I like to trick you. Like, give you a little credit card where yeah. I slip my hand down your butt crack. Yeah, and you're always pantsing me <laughs> to in pants. the kitchen yeah, trying to make dinner. You pants me. I'm, I, you're always trying to poke my ass. My kink is a 13-year-old boy playing pranks. Um, but yeah, regardless, uh, do your kink. Live your life. Yeah, and uh, congratulations. I love this. Sex positive. Um, Everybody's sex positive these days. Yeah. That was a bit I was trying to work on about how, you know, it's okay for young people in this modern age to be sex positive, but like, like Uncle Cecil couldn't be sex positive. He'd just be a pervert. <laughs> That's true. You know, That's sex true. Positive. There's an age. There's an age. <laughs> no one wants to hear a 57 year old man talk about how he's sex positive. Oh. <laughs> well, and also I get totally weird again, Starbucks Christian church. When I, when I, I was a late bloomer when it comes to the old dirty deed, mm-hmm. <laughs> sex. And, I just, I have that Christian guilt. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be married yeah. to have sexual relations. Mm-hmm. Anyway, other than that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I get so weird about sex. <laughs> well, not to, I don't want to get uh, too graphic here, but, uh, dude, late June, it's not that far away. Um, and in the meantime, just TCB. Take care of business. Just, just handle your own business. No pun intended. Maybe the pun was intended. Oh. Um, but I never understood that. Like, again, I'm, I might be revealing too much, but I never understood. I, I, I get I get the desire to, uh, to have relations with another live, breathing, warm human being. <laughs> I, I get how uh, we all desire that. My point well, is... Well, especially right now, being single in COVID must yeah. be a fucking nightmare. But I've also uh, <laughs> just... There's ways to uh, to persevere. There's ways to uh, to kind of hang in there by yourself. And there to, are, you know. Well, and also, okay. Say I don't know the if it's a two bedroom or one bedroom that your kinky lady lives in, but you don't have to like do loud phone sex. You could do like a FaceTime, mm-hmm. like tease a little, like have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Throw on some boys to men in the background. I'll make love to you. That's one of my favorite songs ever. I mean, I don't know. Just give it a shot. Yeah. But FaceTime's great. I think, and you know what else is such a gift, I think, is uh, you guys are going, once you meet, it's going to be like off the rails. So maybe plan for that. Mm -hmm. Like make it like a big sexualcation. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, now more than ever, it, it's never we've never been in a better time in history to um, get creative while in, in our absence from one another. What I'm saying yeah. with FaceTime, yeah. with Skype, with you know sending pictures and, and texts. Like 30 years ago, there was almost. I mean, you you could do phone sex, but that was about it. Yeah. You couldn't even text a picture. On a hard, on a landline, that'd mm-hmm. be tough. Yeah, on a landline. I mean. You got the, got the <laughs> receiver, on. you know, you, that old move that people used to do where the receiver, yeah. use your shoulder and your ear oh, to hold I the receiver. That way you I have access always. to both hands. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you can get creative and uh, figure out a way to stick it out for another month. And, and, then, uh, 
and also look on the positive side. Like, I think this is an invitation for you to like get creative and don't focus on what you aren't getting. Focus on what you are getting. Mm-hmm. A beautiful kinky lady that mm-hmm. you met. And a boner. Yay! So, okay, next. Yeah, good luck, dude. Uh, let us know. <laughs> let us know how that works out. Yeah. Hey, did, did you let us you? know when you f. <laughs> My name's Dave, uh, and in Georgia, I'm gonna take her down to the bone zone. <laughs> oh boy! Thanks for checking in, dude. Good luck. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Daniel, and uh, I live in uh, Sydney, Australia. My wife and I moved down here from Canada three years ago, and yeah, just wanted to give you guys a. Uh, a little thank you. Been loving the podcast. Kind of a nice change up from kind of what's been out there. A lot of them are running on fumes, boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a stressful time. It's been a long year down here with the fires and now this fucking mess. So yeah, hope you guys are hanging in there. Wife and I love the podcast. She's a nurse and she also has asthma. So yeah, I get you, man. It's pretty stressful, you know, worrying about your lady and stuff. And anyways, hang in there, stick together and, uh, yeah, like I said, we're listening. Get out, uh, get out camping soon here. Um, I'm glad you guys had a little intro. It's like someone's about to get a weird fucking message. <laughs> Take care, guys. Hang in there. Cheers. Daniel. Thanks for checking in, Daniel. Thank uh, you so much. No question per se. Just checking in. Oh, and your wife's a queen. She's a queen. Daniel's wife. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Healthcare workers. Yeah. She's a nurse. Good for her. Whew. Uh, yeah, it is crazy, Daniel. Wonder how, wonder how Daniel got to Australia from Canada. I don't I mean, know. A, a ship? A, an airplane or a ship, probably. Uh, no, but I wonder what led him down there. <laughs> I've never been to Australia. I've been wanting to go. Uh, they have the huge uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival down there uh, every year. Kyle's done it a couple of times. And kangaroos, apparently. And <laughs> I, would love to, uh, I would love to go down to Australia and uh, hang out for a week or two. Um, no pressure, but why don't you invite us? Yeah. And no big deal. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Thanks, what? Daniel. Thanks for Daniel, checking thank in. Thank you. And thanks for listening. And uh, we love you. Yeah. And uh, guys, feel free to take Daniel's lead. You don't, you know, if you don't have a question per se, feel free to uh, still give us a holler and uh, check in. We're trying to build a community here. Uh, I, you know, not to sound cheesy, but uh, I'm definitely grateful for, uh, I've always hated this word, but any fans I may have or that we may have. Uh, I don't take that for granted. Oh, uh, no, the fact that anybody all. takes time out of their day to listen to our podcast or listen to, to our comedy or whatever, uh, much appreciated, and uh, I want to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, just, just holler and say hello. And then if you do have uh, an actual question, uh, we're here for that as well. So Thank you so much. Thank shout you. Shout out to our uh, – we have 3% of our listeners are in Australia. Really? Yeah, I get the, uh, the breakdown and all oh. the analytics, and uh, apparently uh, 3% of our listeners – are in Australia. So. And I'm so sorry, Australia. I know with the fight fu- like this year. Oh, boy, they've had it rough with Good all those fires Lord. earlier in the year. Was that this year? Was that late last year? Probably both. I mean, it's um, all together in one clump of did dumpster you, fire. Did you ever see, uh, speaking of those Australian fires, somebody um, made an image where they overlaid, they took the uh, the map of Australia, and then they, they, they put little fire flames where all the actual fires were, uh-huh. like a fire map of Australia. Yeah. Then they overlaid that uh, over the United States to give, like, this is what these fires would look like if they were happening in this country. And it was coast to coast. Wow. You know, when they overlaid it, it was, there's fires in the northwest, there's fires in California, there's fires in the southwest, the south, east coast. Like, it was just literally the entire country <sighs> was on fire. I'm so sorry. 
God. Yeah, and we, that that whole story, at least uh, in America, I'm sure it's still huge news in Australia, but that whole story kind of got swept under the rug when COVID broke out. Oh, yeah. So I, I wonder how everybody's doing in, tar- in terms of... Uh, Recuperating all the all the property yeah. damage and all the loss, and all the animals and all the oh, oh Lord. yeah, and the animals, the poor um, animals. Well, thank you, Australian people, for being rad. Yeah, you guys hang in and there. And you know what? You got Nicole Kidman, so that's a treat. Yeah, I don't know what I'm <laughs> you like Nicole Kidman. I don't do. You? Oh, she's a joy. She's a treasure. All right, moving on. Hey, Katie and Dave, it's Seth from Vermont again. Um, I got a question for Katie this time. So I was kind of wondering, you know, I work outside all day. I own my own security camera company, and uh, I also do property management. I have to do a lot of woodwork and whatnot. It's pretty, you know, hot and labor intensive. But I'm also wondering if you have any good tips on how to, you know, stay active when I'm not working and also, you know, try to shed your 10 pounds. You know, I'm no heavy guy, but... I'm a heavy guy, but no, I just wanted to see what you guys had to say, and uh, if I get any tips from you guys, I hope you guys have a good one, and um, catch y'all later. Oh my gosh! Hi, Seth, again from Vermont. Um, yes, yes, I do. Thank you so much for asking. Okay, first of all, way to be a kick-ass worker. Secondly, um, okay, so a couple things. If you're watching TV a lot, which I do all the time, especially Bethany Frankel-centric television. Um, anyway, if you're watching TV, what I've started to do, I got a mini trampoline mm-hmm. on Amazon, so I set it up. And then I will time myself, and I had to start off with five minutes and just jump. Then I went to 10. Then I went to 15. And I, it is such a good workout. And then you're kind of giving yourself like, okay, I'm watching my binge-worthy show, but I'm also exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I understand that you are probably exhausted after your hard day of work. Understandable. You are working out so much since you are like labor intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, to add maybe a workout that day, get some. I know this is probably going to look weird, but ankle weights mm-hmm. or arm weights. You're so big then, into those now. Oh, I love that. You got I the a, uh, weighted vest. I got a weighted. I got a 20 pound weighted vest, guys. You look I like mean, an active shooter. I know. I can't go outside with it anymore because I got a lot of looks when I walk Charlie. Anyway, but yeah. So I. Um, a trainer from LA posted about weighted vests and I got interested. I wear it around the house and it's almost, and then I'll do like a few squats here and there, or I'll just wear it for a half hour. And it is, I mean, basically an upper body workout. So there you go. And then mini workouts throughout the day. Like if you just want to do a tricep dip on, uh, you know, your couch, I do that. Um, I'll do lunges, about 10, you don't have to go crazy. And I think that's when I get overwhelmed, and I know a lot of people do, when it's like, oh, I have to do a high-intensity uh-huh. workout. And it's like, no, you don't. You could just do simple little things because all the little things add up. Um, also, 
I downloaded an app that's really helping me because I got the COVID five. I got the COVID five pounds, boo. Oh Lord, you gained five pounds. Yeah, no. And I downloaded a an app. They are not sponsoring us. Don't worry. It's called Noom N O O M, and they use cognitive behavioral therapy to change your habits. And what is that again? So uh, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, is when you challenge your negative thoughts. Okay. So instead of saying, well, shoot, I drank six beers tonight. I might as well just eat a cake. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I drank six beers tonight. That's okay. I'm not going to have any more calories today. And tomorrow I will keep going and do another day. You know, yeah, see, I'm bad with that. Sometimes when I binge or splurge or whatever, right. like once the floodgates are open, like, oh, I've, I was kind of on a diet and now I had a few beers and, yeah. and, and, some, and a sandwich, some carbs, and then it's like, well, fuck it, game on. Well, that's why it gets, I just yeah. multiply it by three. I understand, but it's also no one, by the way, can do crash diets. And if you can, congratulations. I don't believe I could ever do it. So it really is about learning what is better. Like on Noom, I learned that a hard-boiled egg is better than a fried egg Hmm. because it's heavier. You want heavier food. Like kale is heavier, I guess, than, I don't know. What do you mean heavier? Like like if it weighs a lot, it's better for you, the Hmm. food. I didn't know that. So like just like... Better for you or fills you up more? Yeah, fills you probably. I know. I only read half a thing. I never thought about that. You would think that an egg... I get in terms of like, well, you're frying it, you might fry it in oil or butter, and that's added calories that you're not getting with a hard-boiled egg. But in terms of... I never thought there was a difference other than the added stuff that you're putting on it when you're cooking. No, it's, well, just, it makes sense because even with snacking, like I used to and still do, oh, the raspberries and boysenberries mm-hmm. give me life. But I think that um, I learned on Noom that grapes, seedless green grapes, they're heavier, mm-hmm. there are a lot of water in there, and it fills you up faster. Well, and I don't think you should beat yourself up over uh, snacking on fruit. I know fruit has sugar. You know, people that are being real hardcore and they don't want any sugar, they're doing keto. I get that. Fruit, watermelon's but good. Some, I, yeah. I heard a nutritionist say one time, no one ever got fat by eating fruit. It's true. Like, I get that fruit has calories, but if, if you're fat you and you're eating It's when you pour chocolate on top yeah. of the fruit. It's, it's when you're... Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Another point let me make. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me give my fitness advice. No, you... Uh, <laughs> but seriously, something uh, that has helped me a little bit is uh, finding ways to exercise that are more fun than exercise. Hell yeah. For example, talking about bikes, I'm getting back into the bike stuff. Uh, Kyle gave me a rad-ass bike about a year ago. Uh, I rode it some when he first gave it to me. Uh, then I had some issues with the chain and the tires, and I just I just didn't make it a priority until you, uh, a couple weeks ago, you went and got all that shit fixed for me. Uh, yeah, I became on like the down a, low. I became Dave's personal assistant yeah. for the past two weeks. I don't know. It's <laughs> the, been keeping my mind busy. In the same day, you got my bike fixed and you got my windshield repaired. I had a little crack in my I windshield. Know. You got that. But anyway, awesome. uh, <laughs> I'm back. I'm, I'm slowly getting back into the bike stuff and uh, just riding around our block, just our little neighborhood. But when I'm doing that, it, it's in my brain, it's not like 
all right, I got to go exercise. It's like, no, that was fun. Yeah. Or, and I don't do this anymore. Uh, I should, but when we lived in L.A., uh, I would meet up with friends and play baseball. We'd, we'd, we'd pitch and catch and have a little home run derby, uh, playing basketball. You and I used to play tennis a little bit. Oh, find yeah. things. Hiking. Oh, Find I things that are physically demanding or physically active, but they, you know, it's not like going to the gym, getting on the treadmill, or even going for a walk or a jog. Like, no, this is fun. Oh, I, I just burned a ton of calories, and I didn't even realize it because I was having so much fun. Exactly. Like, I know that, and and getting, honestly, 10,000 steps in, I know that was like a tr- like fad for a while. Mm-hmm. No, that's what Noom says. Noom says you got to get 10,000 steps a day, and instead, and small increments in the day. So instead of doing one lap around the block when you're walking your dog, do another or do half of one, or, you know, just slowly go up and up and up. Also, a lot of times when I'm starving, I learned this from a very fit gay man. It doesn't matter that he's gay, but I just thought (laughs) I'd drop that, Um, who who is beautiful and amazing and said to me that if you're hungry, a lot of times you are dehydrated. And so we all need to drink a crap ton of water. In fact, fun fact, Cameron Diaz, when she wakes up, she drinks a liter of water. First thing. I read that in her cookbook. <laughs> well, I didn't read the cookbook, let's be honest. The She did a cook. Anyway, um, also I heard that 90% is diet. Oh, I hate that too. Ugh. I know, but slowly doing it and not beating yourself up and not doing crash diets. That is lit. Also, I think, are the kids still saying lit? I hope so. I don't know. I want to be relevant <laughs> as a soon-to-be influencer, boo. Yeah. I have to be. Um, and lastly, habits. So you're going to change your habits. If you're watching TV, you don't have to use trampoline all, all the time. Maybe in the morning do that. But at night, I eat. I binge the crap when yeah. I'm on. I do. Yeah, I'm a monster. I'm a dumpster. A, I just a werewolf. anything, anything I'll put in my mouth. Am I wrong? You're like a bear who's gotten um, into the campground. I am. It's just I mean, and it's I don't chaos. zip up stuff. No. You get mad at me. There's just cereal everywhere and dirty peanut butter okay. knives everywhere. There are, and it's disgusting. <laughs> and I'm sorry. We already had the peanut butter knife talk today, um, or the other day. Anyway. Uh, when I would sit and binge eat, I learned that I had to do something else with my hands. I had to keep my hands busy. So I got into cross stitching, but you could get into, I don't know, do a puzzle. Keep, you have to do something with your hands if you're used to eating and watching TV. So do, I mean, you know, you can masturbate. I don't know. (laughs) Keep those hands busy. Um, Herschel Walker. Do you know who Herschel Walker is, Boo? The Hershey bar. And I'm not being condescending. I'm always curious uh, how much people know about things that they don't care about. Okay, Herschel Walker, I'm going to guess he's a baseball player. Close. He was a football player. Damn it. um, Played at the University of Georgia. Possibly the greatest college football player who ever lived. Uh, You could argue that Bo Jackson's in that uh, conversation. Regardless, uh, Herschel Walker, uh, now he's got to be in his mid-50s and... He looks like a ripped twenty-three-year-old. Mm. This dude is a specimen, a physical specimen. It's it's insane how good a shape he is, even at his uh, older age. But he uh, used to talk about 
he never did any exercise other than sit-ups and push-ups. Mm-hmm. He got this incredible body by just doing sit-ups and push-ups. And I don't know how much I believe him on that because, like, I just don't see how you could get that physique without all the advanced equipment stuff. But at least in his college days, he said, no, I, I don't work out. I only do sit-ups and push-ups. And he said he loved, at night, watching television. He just loved sitting around watching TV and being lazy. But he said uh, if he wanted to watch TV that night... Every commercial break, during the commercial break, he'd, he'd plop down and do like 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups, or as, as many as he could knock out before the show came back from commercial. Nice. So, and I've heard of other little... people doing I had another friend who got a uh, stationary bike, and he was trying to, he was trying to do th- two things at once. He was trying to cut down on his TV consumption, and he was trying to exercise more. So he said, if I want to watch TV, if I want to watch a 30-minute program or an hour-long program, I, I do it from my stationary bike. He'd sit there and ride his bike while he was watching TV. So maybe figuring out how to incorporate, you know, other things. Yeah. I love that. Well, and also you're kind of distracting yourself. All exercise classes that I get obsessed with is, it's called, hi, my name is Distraction. We're going to have loud music. We're going to have weird lights. And while you're doing all this normal squats, um, burpees also, burpees, Mm -hmm. I went when I was auditioning to be a trainer at Mm -hmm. this piece of crap training place (laughs) that didn't take me. Um, Burpees, that's all they did. And seriously, grown-ass women were ripped from Mm -hmm. burpees and squats. Yeah, because that kind of... You're hitting all the muscle groups. Squats are amazing, lunges. And even if you just do 10 each Mm -hmm. side, hello, you did 10 more than you did yesterday. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Kettlebells, too. Oh, you love the kettlebells. I love the kettlebell. I mean, you wouldn't know what to look at me, but when I do exercise, uh, it's it's walking and kettlebells. uh, Because I love the kettlebell because... Like you can get a full workout in like ten minutes with one piece of equipment. That's true. You don't have to yeah. have all the different dumbbells so or all the different machines. Like, I mean, it's it's a pretty. I mean, there's so many different exercises for it now. But like, if you're if you're knowledgeable on how to use a kettlebell and the different exercises, like you can do almost everything you need to do with that one piece of equipment. Well, and also you don't have to have equipment either. Mm-hmm. I've learned, especially with COVID, like body weight. I've seen so many fitness mm-hmm. exercise uh, classes online that are just body weight. Yeah. So if you could even Google that. And it's called mini, mini workouts. I've seen that where it's just, you know, do a rep of 30 mm-hmm. of a tricep dip or do, you know, just little things that you don't need equipment for. And if you just do little by little, you're going to feel so much better mm-hmm. in that in that moment. And then you're going to get stronger. You just will because you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good luck, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, let us let know us how know, that works. Let us know, Seth. Okay. Thanks, Seth. Uh, thanks for checking in. And uh, one more before we get out of here today. Who do we have here? Let's try. Hey, Dave and Katie. It's Andrew from New Mexico. I have kind of a double-header question right now. Uh, the first one's for Dave. I've been making your gumbo a couple times now, and uh, I can't find the filet gumbo powder anywhere except for online, so I haven't ordered it yet. But how crucial do you think it is to the recipe and how much of a change do you think it makes? And the second part is, for Katie, uh, do you like 90 Day Fiance at all? Me and my lady friend have binged the, uh, almost the entire collection and, uh, I guess, extended universe of 90 Day Fiance shows this quarantine, and we're pretty neck deep up in it, and I love it. Keep on making the great show, and I love the podcast, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks, Andrew. Oh, thank you, Andrew. I think Andrew's called before. Um... Filet gumbo powder. Uh, how crucial is it in gumbo? 
Um, you could probably deduce from the name of the ingredient that it is fairly important. Um, it, it's not, I'm going to, I'll say this, like, it's not crucial, but it, you kind of need it because that flavor, uh, filet gumbo powder is ground up uh, sassafras root. Oh, I love that. Sassafras. Sassafras. She has so much sassafras. And it really, um, it's kind of the signature spice in that dish. Um, hmm. For those who've never tasted it or experienced it, it it's kind of got a cumin flavor profile. The same, the same place on your tongue that cumin hits you. Uh, that's kind of where the Felix gumbo powder hits you. Um, Is there anything that maybe he could replace it with? Not really. Okay. No. I uh. mean, you could, definitely you can make gumbo without it, and it's going to be great um, if you do it right. But it's kind of like making chili without chili powder. Hmm. You know, you could make a big old batch of chili without chili powder or that chili would be peppers. My dream. Uh, well, chili powder is not spicy. You don't like the cayenne. That's your problem. You don't, you don't like it real, the heat. Or is it my solution? Am yeah. I <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would say, and it is hard to find. I, I, I have trouble finding it out here in California. Uh, I can find it some places, but not every store has it. Um, but, yeah, I would just go ahead and pull the trigger and order you some online. Um, but, yeah, not, it's not crucial, but you kind of need it. So yeah. I, I, would, I would recommend just go ahead and get that. And... Uh, yeah. And, okay, and Andrew, uh, 90 Day Fiance, first of all, you and your lady friend are my dream. Good job. Yes, I've seen, um, there are so many different franchises of this. Like there's 90, before 90 days, and after 90 days, and 90 days. So I feel like I'm a little overwhelmed with all of that. But yes, I've seen one season. Um, it's amazing. I will revisit it. Let's talk about it. Uh, let me know how your reality TV journey is going in this time. I get it. We all need escapism. Mm-hmm. We all need to sometimes just rinse off that palette of news. Um, but yes, I've seen some 90 Day Fiance. I'm not well versed. We watched it. You enjoyed it. We watched it about a year and a half, two years ago. When, I don't know if it was first came out or maybe whatever it was, season it was. Yeah. It just came out. And I despise most of that kind of stuff, <laughs> but it was engaging, you know. Well, because there's a goal. Mm-hmm. You like when there's a goal and there's a reason. Yeah, there's an objective other than just Real yeah. Housewives where they all just scream at each other. Or they're, uh. you know, speaking their <laughs> truth. How's that? Let's not get into it, Bo. But I'm surprised you haven't uh, continued on with that. Well, here's the thing. I think I'm doing comfort right mm-hmm. now. Like, I want to revisit the comfort episodes, like... It's so fun to see, I know this sounds so sad, but in reality TV, like I'm going back in time Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing like everyone, you know, it's pre-COVID. So it's just, you're seeing everybody, I I don't know, it's, that sounds so depressing, but then I get into my crosswords and I have it in the background (laughs) and it's just like I'm hanging out with my friends. I realize how sad that sounds. (laughs) I get it, guys. I'm a lonely, weird lady, but, uh. I got my boo and I got my cats and Charlie, so <laughs> You're I'm not all lonely. right. Yeah, it's true. I'm not. I am. I am alone. I am not lonely. Ooh, that was Al. P- nope, Robert De Niro from Heat. Taxi. Nope. Okay. Heat. Yeah. Yeah. I am alone. She's I got a great ass. Got your head all the way up it. <laughs> Al Pacino from Heat, guys. <laughs> oh, Heat. Let's watch that soon. Oh boy, I love that movie. I think it's time. Uh, that's a good segue right there. Normally, we do uh, word of mouth right now. Um, 
giving our recommendation on whatever we've been watching or listening to or reading or whatever. I uh, don't really have one off the top of my mind uh, this week, so I'm going to flip the script, as they Ooh, say. Okay. I'm going to turn the tables, and I'm going to ask the listeners. Uh, Boo, you and I just finished for about the 10th time. Uh, Sopranos. Yes. We've been watching Sopranos for about a month. I watch it about once a year, maybe every other year. Uh, I literally, that was probably, no exaggeration, that was probably my ninth or tenth go-round. Sopranos is... It's it's watching a masterpiece. It's it really so is. Good. It's I what made HBO it. not TV. Yeah, I mean it was the flagship. <laughs> that and Sex and City. Yeah, yeah those uh, were the two when, shows when around uh, turn of the century. Which, by the way, Sex and the City. If you want to binge, that's the greatest show ever. So rather than providing our word of mouth this week, I'm going to reach out to the listeners. Yeah. You guys call us. We're looking for. We're in the market for a new show to binge. Okay, so we've already done Ozark. It's we something love good. It. Yeah. Yeah. I Ozark think, was great. Yeah. I think we need stressful. I like watching, I like being mm-hmm. engaged and intense. Mm-hmm. I, I've i thrown out there as possible candidates, uh, Better Call Saul, I uh, think. I know. I don't know what you didn't like know. about that. Okay, it is slow. I haven't seen Breaking, Bra- Breaking uh, Bad. You don't have to, it's not. I know. It's, it's I not. Like uh, you have to. You know, you don't have to necessarily have seen I, But Breaking I want to watch something that well, you haven't seen. I think Well, I haven't seen all of but yeah. I've seen the first two seasons Guys, of Better Call Saul. Guys, see what we're dealing with. We're very, this takes <laughs> so long to but decide what to watch. Give us a call and give us some recommendations for a good series that we could really sink our teeth into. Um, and we realize Game of Thrones is a thing. We yeah. realize that. And it's hard for me to get into fantasy. I don't know likewise, why. Likewise, likewise. I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. It's just I'm, I enjoy more of the reality-based uh, kind of the gritty crime dramas or something like that. Yeah. But We've uh, seen The Shield. Shield was We've, amazing. That was wonderful. Great cop drama. Um, um, Better Call Saul. I'll throw that on, on the, in the hat. Uh, I'm not opposed to giving... Game of Thrones a try, even though that's going to be lower on the list. And can if somebody has seen Game of Thrones and they're a believer now, um, did, if anyone started off being skeptical and being like, eh, like what episode did you turn not skeptical? Mm-hmm. Did you? Is it when a did long? It get you? Yeah. yeah. When did it get you? Um, another one that I've only seen a couple of seasons of that you might like is The Wire. That's yes. highly regarded. That's in in the conversation of great uh, modern drama TV shows. Uh, in no particular order, people always talk about Sopranos. They talk about uh, The Wire. They talk about um, Mad Men. Um, oh, we've seen. So Mad th- Men. those are three that that come to mind. I enjoyed Mad Men. It was slow. Sometimes it was slow, and kind of like oatmeal. And almost everyone is fairly unlikable on that show. I couldn't really get behind any of the characters. I Not don't really. know. I, I love like John Ham. Uh, I, I like liked the... his boss, uh, Roger Sterling. <gasps> yes. I loved him. And the redhead. I love the redhead. Yeah. Uh, Hendrix. What's her name? Christina. Hendrix? Yeah. Christina. Is that her name? Christina uh, Hendrix. Um, she's Christina. a full figure gal. Uh, when, when Kramer's <laughs> yeah. talking, about, when Kramer's talking about his, uh, oh, she's beautiful. His Kramer's dating some um, a bigger gal. When and the ass man, oh, when Kramer has the ass man. man plates, and then he gets all these phone numbers, and then he's dating this one gal who's you know not. Fat, but a, a bigger gal. He's a, he's ex- explaining her to Jerry. She's a full figured gal. Well, and yeah, that's our. We love Soprano. Mm-hmm. I mean Seinfeld, Sopranos, and also Curb. We've seen everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like dark crap. I like like really gritty. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be engaged in like a serial killer kind of way. I I, I need it to hook me. 
So if you yeah. got anything that's Fargo, like, I ooh. Fargo might be Fargo is up there with Sopranos. Oh, yeah, is, that's top of the too. list for me. Uh, seasons one bed. and two. Season three, not as good, still very very good uh, with a second view. I didn't care for it at first because I'm not a huge uh, what's his fuck fan. Uh, what's the guy's name? This, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how could you so, not? Something about him's always. Did you ever just, see Mulan uh, Rouge? I'll let you take a guess on that. one. I'm assuming yes mm-hmm. because it was a magical film. <laughs> No, I have not seen that. Well, uh, he's talented, boo. He's a triple threat. He True Detective season one oh, was amazing. That's oh, I always fall asleep. Oh, season one? I oh, think so. Man. I think all. I don't know. In no particular order, uh, True Detective season one, Fargo seasons one and two, and Sopranos. Uh, those are at the top. So of my in list. that genre, mm-hmm. and think of my ADD guys. It's okay. I have it, and I know my attention is that of a thirteen-year-old boy. So think of that. We need a, we need a new show. Oh, wouldn't it be fun if everyone watched a new show together? Talk about community. We could talk <laughs> about it. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, give us a holler and uh, give us some uh, options for uh, shows that you guys have enjoyed and that you think we might enjoy. I'm I'm sure there's there's so many great shows out there now. Uh, it's, it's hard to keep track. Uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, didn't you? Did you already do word of mouth about? The Dress Up Gang? I know we're doing... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think for did sure you? we talked about that, right? I think not. I don't know. No, we did. Yo, okay, we, we did? We absolutely did. Okay. Yeah, because I played... I remember I played that clip. I think that might have been last week. Oh, it was last week. Uh, I'm sorry. Man. But yeah, we'll shout oh. them out again. Love the Dress Up Gang. If you guys have watched that on our based off our recommendation, uh, give us a call. Let us know what you thought of that. I'm, no, I'm loving so that wonderful. show. You're right. We did talk about this, but, but yeah. it's still good. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Ray Donovan. That's supposed to be really good. That's yeah, that guy, I don't know. He just makes me nervous. He's not super captivating. Yeah, I don't even know the guy's... Well, he's from... I know him as... I forget the guy's his character name, but mm-hmm. he's from Scream. He's the guy that right, yeah. murdered... Well, anyway. I, th- I think he's in uh, Lost Highway, too, the David He's Lynch always film. in... He's just kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. He reminds me of, like, uh, whole wheat bread. Like, you don't really like it, but it's there. Yeah. But I hear that show's good, so. Oh, and Westworld. Oh, Westworld. That's one we're we were talking about. We're supposed to maybe. get into that, maybe. Yeah, Westworld. Is that, that good, guys? That might be one. It's futuristic or yeah. something's going on there. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know what's going on. We need to escape sometimes. You tell us what to watch. Yes. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, apologies if um, the tone was a bit uh, somber the first half of the show. Um, but it's a world, weird world we're living in. I know that's trite to say. Uh, but it's absolutely true. It is. So scary. Just try to stay safe. Try to uh, stay healthy. Don't forget that this, there's uh, a pandemic happening, guys. And I'm talking to myself here as well. Try to stay positive. It's hard to be positive right now. Yeah, let's say one positive thing. What's one positive thing that happened to you in the past 24 hours? One positive thing. You removed a splinter from my foot. Oh, I did. I think I talked about that. <laughs> and by did. the way, I apologize. I uh, We recorded Boogie before we recorded this, but yet Boogie has not come out yet. So um, Boogie, Boogie Monster. Boogie. Uh, we recovered it, Boogie. I was fucking short hand. My name's Dave. Um, My first cat's name was Boogie. <laughs> but I talked about that on <laughs> the uh, most recent episode of that, about how literally you spent about an hour and a half uh, just sanding down my feet. I asked if you've ever ever done any type of footwork, like callus remover, anything with like a pumice stone. So 42 years Mm. of just 
foot skin <laughs> that I just had to saw through. And then I felt so badly because I, guys, it was one of those splinters that was so small, but I kept poking at it and oh, I kept going it, deeper. It was so painful. You so kept pushing it in further. <laughs> I didn't know how to get it out. Anyway, splinters, love and fun. Okay, so I'm going to share something positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you made the greatest thing ever last night. Oh, you liked it. Oh, MG guys, Brunswick super stew. stew. Brunswick stew. Oh man. And it's let a me regional tell you, thing in the south. It's a region it's it's really popular in Georgia, oh. uh, the Carolinas, Virginia. Oh. It was great. And also cleaned me out. I I farted and got all my stuff out in the past. <laughs> if you're not familiar with uh, Brunswick stew, it's it's kind of a barbecue stew. Um, pulled pork, pulled chicken, uh, barbecue sauce, uh, crushed tomatoes, uh, spices, uh, corn, oh. lima beans. Some people put potatoes in it. I didn't put potatoes in it. Potatoes just slow you down. No beef bouillon cubes. Um, but yeah, uh, Brunswick stew. Oh, ooh. ooh. That ooh. was, I ate three full bowls and I, I just couldn't get enough food. That was just, thank you. Yeah. That was a, a real gift. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Yeah. Guys, stay positive. We love you. Yes. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay sane. Try to stay positive. And uh, seriously, uh, we appreciate the hell out of you guys listening. We appreciate the calls. We appreciate the support. And uh, spread the word. And you guys take care of yourselves. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at The Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.